Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. I am finally getting around to uh, making this episode today. I had quite an issue with my podcasting platform that I use to record. Uh, For some reason, it was going into like stereo mode and my voice was on the left side (laughs) of my earphones, but like wouldn't go to the right side. And it took me about an hour and a half to troubleshoot that. So pray for me. I don't lose my temper again on my, um, yes, again, on my computer. Oh my goodness, I was yelling. I was yelling at my computer. But anyway, today we are going to be discussing Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. And I'll be reading out of the WEB version as I always do. But please feel free to read out of the version you like to read out of. Grab your cup of coffee like I have mine right here. Mm, I need it today. And let's go ahead and start reading. As he was going out into the way, one ran to him, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have observed all these things from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go and sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me, taking up the cross. But his face fell at that saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he is one who had great possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it is for those who have riches to enter into God's kingdom. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus answered again, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into God's kingdom. They were exceedingly astonished, saying to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus, looking at them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to tell him, Behold, we have left all and have followed you. And Jesus said, Most certainly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and for the sake of the good news, but he will receive 100 times more than he has now. Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. The first thing I noticed about this uh, portion of scripture was actually verse 30, where Jesus says that if you leave your entire family members, you will get a hundred times family members, you know, uh, as reward. But he didn't mention wives. (laughs) So sorry, guys, you get one wife for the rest of your life. That's what it says here. He will receive 100 times more now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land. He left out the wife. (laughs) 
just to let you guys know. But anyway, for verse one, it says that Jesus was traveling again and uh, this guy comes and kneels before Jesus. So this was an act of you know respect that he was giving to Jesus. And then he says to Jesus, he's like, good teacher. So first and foremost, the word good would be implying sinlessness. So no one else would be called a good teacher on earth. And I read somewhere, I think it was the um, Enduring Word commentary. They actually said that in the Talmud, there was nobody considered to be a good teacher. So this guy comes up to Jesus and literally says to Jesus, you are sinless. You are a sinless teacher. So that is what he says to Jesus. So he says here, he says, good teacher, what shall I do that I can inherit eternal life? So Jesus says to this guy, he's like, why do you call me good? So I have mentioned before about how often Jesus asked questions to people. That was one of his big tactics was um, getting people to answer his questions because a question will make people think about what they are saying. So a lot of people like to say, a lot of uh, skeptics like to say that Jesus right here was saying that he is not God. But I want to ask those skeptics, where at all does Jesus say he is not God? Instead, he's asking this guy questions. He says, why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. So to me, this is more like Jesus is confirming the fact that he is God. He's asking this guy, why are you saying that I am good, that I am sinless? Why do you say that? There's only one that's sinless, that is God. Do you believe that I am God? That's kind of what I feel like he's asking this guy. But now this guy doesn't answer and Jesus goes on to say, you know the commandments if you want to inherit eternal life. And then Jesus lists off the Ten Commandments. So now this kid says to Jesus, teacher, I have observed all these things from my youth. So he's saying, look, Jesus, you know, I, I've done all that stuff. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't disobeyed my parents. I haven't done any of this stuff. And actually, um, in, I don't know where Paul said this. It might have been Philippians, where Paul was talking about how he observed the law so much that he would be in those days considered like sinless practically. But the problem was people were looking at the law as something that they should outwardly do, but they weren't looking at it as a heart kind of thing. So Paul, back when he was Saul, he was able to follow the law practically perfectly all the time because he wouldn't sin outwardly. But that didn't mean that he wasn't committing adultery in his heart. It didn't mean that he wasn't uh, killing people in, you know, his mind I don't know but he was not following the law in his heart and that was kind of the point of what Paul was getting at was yes even though Paul did follow the law a lot he was not doing it in his heart so now when Jesus is expressing these things they were also heart conditions because even God himself says that the law can be summed up in two different ways which is to love God and to love your neighbor that is what uh, Jesus has said that I believe God said that at some point as well but that was the most important law was to love God and then to love your neighbor. So if you're secretly hating your neighbor in your heart, that a person would be breaking the law if they did that because that is against the law. But this kid that's kneeling before Jesus doesn't understand this. He can only see the outward stuff that he has done, that he was a good guy. He was nice. He, you know, didn't covet stuff. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. But he wasn't seeing that the law was also a part of the heart. So Jesus, instead of arguing with this kid, 
he says to him, he's like, here is something you lack. He says, go and sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me taking up the cross. I don't think that when Jesus was saying this, he was telling us to go and sell all of our stuff and give it to the poor. This was to prove to this young kid <clears throat> that he had a heart condition. And the heart condition that he had was that he trusted his money too much. It was his idol. He didn't make God an idol. He made his possessions an idol. So he was secretly in love with his possessions. He didn't want to give them up. And so Jesus was revealing this heart condition in this rich young man. So he says to sell all the stuff and then, you know, let go of that. Let go of that idol that you have in your heart. Let go of it and come and follow me. Isn't that interesting? Let go of the idol. Come follow me. But this young man, his face falls at Jesus's words. And I, I also like verse 21 where it says that Jesus actually looked at him and loved him. He loved this young man and felt sorry over this idol that this young man was holding on to. But anyway, in verse 22, it says that this young man's face fell at the saying and he went away sorrowful for he was one who had great possessions. Isn't that interesting? We often think that uh, possessions um, make us happy, but this young man was sorrowful. <laughs> because of his great possessions. So anyway, in verse 23, Jesus looks around at his disciples and he's like, it is difficult for those who have riches to enter into God's kingdom. So now the disciples are shocked at what Jesus says here. And they're, I can imagine their mouths are hanging open. So Jesus calls his disciples children, <clears throat> which that word alone, very interesting because he had just finished talking about children how uh if you're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven you have to be like a child so it is kind of cool that uh jesus called his disciples here children he says children how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into god's kingdom it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into god's kingdom I've heard so many things about the needle's eye thing. I've heard that it was a gate that uh, camels had to like scooch to go underneath. <laughs> I've heard a lot of different things about the, the needle's eye. And I might have talked about that in my last um, podcast episode. But one thing I don't want to do is like explain away kind of what Jesus was saying here. And the point of this entire conversation that he's having with his disciples is to prove that humans can't do anything. Okay, so it is not up to us to gain salvation, but it is up to God to give us salvation. It's not up to us. Riches can't get us to heaven. Good works can't get us to heaven. Our own spirituality can't get us to heaven. The only thing that can get us to heaven is Jesus, who says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, which is a verse, I believe, in John. And that's the point of what Jesus was saying here, not the um, not the fact that a camel can, in fact, go through a, a needle's eye. But here's what he goes on to say about this entire thing. His disciples were literally like shocked that Jesus said this about riches, which makes a whole lot of sense, actually, because if you're listening along with me in the Old Testament episodes, a lot of what God had said was if the people uh, follow my commandments, I will bless them in such and such a way. And sometimes it had to do with monetary blessings. Now, of course, that is an Old Testament blessing that does not always apply to nowadays, though I do believe God does bless us through monetary stuff at times, but not always necessarily in that way either. I mean, it just depends. And, you know, that's between God and the individual. But anyway, not going off on a rabbit trail. 
what my point was, was the disciples believed that rich people had extra blessing from God and basically were thus more saved. (laughs) That was the belief system back then. If you were rich, you had special blessing from God. You were a special person in God's eyes and uh, you were extra saved. And so Jesus is kind of restating this and and fixing their wrong belief system about this. He's saying, no, actually, people who have riches have a harder time getting into heaven because they trust too much in their riches. But then the disciples go on to say, they're like, well, then who can go into heaven if a rich man can't even go into heaven? Who's going to get into heaven? And Jesus says here, exactly. It's not by man that gets into heaven. This is what he says. He says, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And that is how rich men and poor men and every other man and woman out there gets in to heaven is not through themselves, is not through how good they are, is not through how spiritual they are or how much money they have. It is through God. And that is the only way they can get into heaven, which is funny because if you go back to the beginning of this entire thing with uh, the rich man falling down at Jesus's feet and saying, good teacher, Jesus says, why do you call me good? There is only one good that is God. And so right now he's almost referencing that, that uh, through him, all things are possible. He says, not with God, for all things are possible with God. Isn't that kind of interesting? I I sort of liked that. So then afterwards, Peter uh, says to Jesus here, he says, we have left everything to follow you. What what do you say about that? Like, (laughs) are we going to, uh, you know, get into heaven? And so Jesus says that anyone who leaves, you know, their house to follow Jesus and the good news, anybody who even leaves their wife or their family to follow uh, the good news or even their jobs behind like farming or shepherding or whatever they did, Jesus says that they're going to receive all that stuff a hundredfold. Except, like I said at the beginning of this, he leaves out wives. <laughs> because, okay, so for example, Peter, he didn't take his wife everywhere, okay? And I don't think Jesus is saying you have to go abandon your family. I, I, I truly do not believe that's what Jesus was saying here. In fact, I know that's not what Jesus was saying here because the Bible places importance on family and and taking care of each other. So I don't think that's what was going on here. But what Jesus is basically saying is that if you go out and you are spreading the good news and you have to give something up in order to do that, that person will be blessed. And, you know, the other thing is I think about this is sometimes, you know, A person who is unsaved becomes saved and their family members don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in anything like that. So I think that could also be similar to um, giving up that old way of thinking that even your family still kind of is attached to and almost defying your family in a sense to follow the good news. I think Jesus could also be talking about that here because sometimes, you know, man, it's hard to go against your family. And if your family is believing something that is contrary to what God says, obviously it's good to not follow that old mindset and to, in fact, just listen to what the Bible has to say. And that might be hard. You have to go against your family. You might have to go against your husband or your wife to do that. But, um, you know, Jesus says you'll be blessed even in the middle of that kind of persecution. He actually mentions persecutions here. He says that um, the person who does in fact do this is going to receive a hundred times more 
In this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land with persecutions. So it's not going to be easy to defy your family or to go against that or to go and leave your job behind to do something that God wants you to do. I mean, oh, I'm terrified of that. I don't, you know, I love my job right now so much. I would, it would be really hard for me if God just called me to something else and I had to give up this job. That'd be hard for me. And so, but, but you know, it's just going where God is leading, whatever that might look like and if you do that and it's within God's will that you're doing that and you know that this is confirmation from God and you go ahead and do it even if it's scary that I believe is what Jesus is talking about here where you will be blessed a hundredfold of whatever you gave up to follow Jesus so friends and faithful listeners this was Mark chapter 10 verses let's see here 17 through 31 I always forget where we're at I write the stuff down every single day now. I used to not do that, fun fact, but now I try to keep myself more organized by writing stuff down. But anyway, pray for me because I have a women's worship event tonight that I'm going to be leading at my church, and I'm excited to do it, but also quite nervous. So if you could keep me in your prayers and pray for a very successful event, I would be very appreciative of that. But friends, you know, if you have a prayer request that you need help with, Feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to contact me and I'll do my best to either respond to you and I will pray for you for whatever you need encouragement for. But anyway, friends, have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday and happy listening and God bless.